what's true, I think, for all of us, regardless of what kind of stage of life you're in, you have a preferred picture of your future. You have a place that you want to be eventually. Financially, you have a place that you want to be. Relationally, you have a place that you want to be with your family, with just all the, your career, everything. You have a place that you want to be. Some people are more specific than others. Some people really plot out, you know, a five-year plan or a 10-year plan, or by this time, I really want to be. Some people are more generic. But all of us, there's, I think, a sense in all of us, and it really comes to a head around New Year's, there's a sense in all of us that says there's, there's areas of my life that here's where I am and here's where I'd like to be. The good news is for Christians is that God often kind of inspires those. God often kind of highlights and shows areas of your life. You say, man, I want you to grow in this area. I want you to change. I want you to become uh, more and more into the image of Christ. And in order to do that, here's the direction that I'm going to take you. And so today, we're talking about how do I get from here, where I'm at, to there? How, how do I make some progress? How do you get to where God is calling you to be? And here is not the formula. It's not a, if you do X, Y, and Z, then you will. I, it would be really great if that was the case. I'd write a book, and we'd sell copies, and I'd go on vacation. If I could give you, you know, three steps to success in your life, boy, that would be a, a bestseller, and it would be wonderful. That's, that's not what this is. These are more principles as opposed to steps. These are things that I, I, I don't ever graduate beyond them, but it's just a process that I go through. And so here's the background as we jive into Joshua chapter 1 today. The background is the Israelites had been for generations enslaved to the Egyptians. And you've probably heard the story. And Moses came along. You remember Moses and the burning bush? And Moses uh, talks to God, and God says, it's your responsibility to go and face down Pharaoh. And, you know, that whole thing happens. And so they, they leave Egypt. Pharaoh lets them go. They part the Red Sea. And then God is telling the people of, of Israel, here's the promised land that I have for you. Here's a place that I want to bring you. And in the midst of that, the Israelites, they had sin in their life, and so they wandered around the wilderness. If you remember from Sunday school, or if you're not familiar with Bible study, the, the Israelites, they just wandered around the wilderness for 40 years. And after 40 years is where we pick up our story. Joshua is Moses's kind of right-hand man, and he's been his right-hand man for 40 years, give or take. That's what the scholars think, is that for 40 years, the whole time in the wilderness, Joshua has been Moses' right-hand man. Joshua has just been given the mantle to lead the Israelites. It's his job to take them into the promised land as we're getting ready to see that Moses has just died. And that's where we're picking up the story in Joshua chapter 1, verse number 1. And so, again, these aren't steps. There's just principles. If you want to get from here to there, and I don't know what your there is, I don't know where you're trying to move to, but if you want to get to a place, there's five kind of principles that you should remember. We're going to see them in Joshua chapter 1 today. The first one is this, be faithful where you are. It's just, if, if you're going to get from where you are to where you need to get or where God's calling you, you've got to decide, I'm not going to pick up faithfulness when I arrive. I'm going to choose faithfulness in the shadows. I'm going to choose faithfulness in anonymity. I'm going to choose faithfulness even though I don't necessarily want to be where I'm at today. Joshua chapter 1, starting in verse number 1, says this. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. 
And he said, Moses, my servant is dead. Therefore, hey, it's your turn, Joshua. The time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land that I am giving. And again, for, for 40 years, Joshua was the second in charge. For 40 years, Joshua kind of lived in the shadows, but it was his faithfulness in those small, daily, I'm just going to show up, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do, I'm not trying to build a name for myself, I'm just here to serve Moses, I'm here to help Moses. If Moses needs something, I'm going to be the guy. As he was faithful in this, all of a sudden, God said, man, okay, you're the guy now. Now, in, in our life, we like to cut corners, right? We, we like to, I don't really want to do the small things. I want to, the big returns. I want the thing that gets me where I'm supposed to be right away. And Joshua could have had that attitude. Joshua could have said, you know what? I've been doing this for 18 months or I've been doing this for three years. I'm better than this. I've got some leadership ability. I've got some people that kind of look to me. I could get a group of my own and I could start to lead them and it was cause, cause division. It's time for me to move up. It's time to, I mean, Moses is getting old. He can't hardly see, he's deaf. It's time for me to push him aside. It's my turn. And we see that in culture over and over where people push themselves to the front. But here's what Joshua did. I'm just gonna be faithful. I'm just gonna day in and day out I'm going to be faithful. And here's what happens as you're faithful in the small things. It starts to build character. As you're faithful in anonymity, it starts to build character. Talent shines in the spotlight, but character, well, that's the thing that grows in the shadows. By the time you get to the spotlight, it's too late for you to grow character. And I see this over and over again in people. I'm, I'm kind of in the pastoral world, and so I see pastors all the time who are incredibly talented incredibly skilled, have exceptional leadership abilities, and their talent actually outraces their character. Is they're so amazing at speaking and they can draw a crowd and they get the spotlight on them, but they're, they weren't faithful back here to build character. And so people rush for that and they rush for the spotlight, but then their character can't sustain them. Their character can't hold them up. And so you see it all the time on the news and you see it in newspaper articles where people just, just burn out and blow up and leave all these people in their wake. And I'm not immune to that because I, there's, there's something in me that likes the idea of the spotlight. There's something in me that likes, man, I want the big win. I, I want to succeed. I want to be the guy. But if my character can't sustain that, eventually I'm just going to leave a lot of hurt people in my wake. So day after day after day, here's what Joshua does. I'm just going to be faithful. Nobody knows who I am. I'm just going to be faithful. Well, I'm doing these menial tasks, and I've been doing these for literally decades. I feel like I've outgrown this. I feel like I should be beyond this, but I'm just going to remain faithful. And it was Joshua's faithfulness over those 40 years that prepared him to be one of Israel's greatest leaders when he finally took the mantle. Here's what Jesus said when he was telling a parable. Hey, well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling this small amount. And so now I'm going to give you more responsibilities. Let's, let's celebrate that. And so the question that you have to wrestle with is on your way to getting where God is calling you to be and where you want to be, are you being faithful now? I know that you want a, I know that you want a better job and a higher paying job and you think that you're underutilized, but can you just be faithful in the job that you do have? Because, I mean, why would God give you a better, a something, a, a bigger, if you can't show up to work on time at this one? If you want to have your own business one of these days and you want to have employees, but that's just not happening, 
What would it look like if you said, man, I, I feel like this job has blown me. I don't even necessarily like this job. I feel like there's some other options, but as long as I'm here, I'm gonna be the employee that every other employer would want to have. When I'm a person that hires and fires people, I'm going to be the top of the line person. That I'm, I'm gonna be the best type of employee while I'm here. I'm just gonna be faithful. I'm gonna show up on time. I'm gonna take the right amount of lunch breaks. I'm gonna work until I'm done. I'm just faithful and I don't necessarily like it. I think I'm bigger than this. I think I'm more skilled than this, but if I'm just gonna be faithful in this small. You're, you're trying to get somewhere financially, and yeah, it'd be great to win the lottery. Somebody won, what was it, $1.5 billion this week? I mean, wouldn't that, wouldn't that be great? But, you know, we all think, man, if I gained $1.5 billion, I would be so faithful with that. I'd be so generous with $1.5 billion. I'd do so many things. Well, would you, though? Come on, let's be honest. Because what did you do with $100? I mean, it's, you're not going to change your character when you get the big payday. That character just becomes... Highlighted, And so that's why you read all the time in newspaper articles, people who wrecked their life and wished nothing more than to not have ever won the lottery because they got this big spotlight and all these temptations were there and they didn't have the character to do it. And so can God trust you with that big payday? Can God trust you with that? Well, I don't know the answer, but you have $100 or you have $20 or you work the minimum wage job, and I know that you'd like to be at a six-figure salary, but can you be faithful where you're at? Craig Groeschel, a pastor, says it this way, it's the small things that no one sees that result in the big things that everybody wants. And so again, I'm just going to be, yes, Joshua had leadership. I mean, we will see it all throughout this series. But before he was the man, he was the servant. Before he was the guy, he was the assistant. And he said, day in and day out, I'm just... I'm just going to be faithful. One of my favorite scriptures in all of the Bible is in Zechariah. Hey, don't despise these small beginnings. Don't despise, don't despise having $100 and be wise with that. Don't despise that minimum wage job and show up on time and work hard and be the right type of employee. Don't, don't despise those small things because the Lord rejoices to, he just wants to see the work begin. He, I, I know we all want the big and we want the payday and we want to arrive but in the process of arriving, you can just choose to be faithful. You can choose, I'm gonna do the right thing at the right time while I'm waiting for the right thing to come along my life. This has been just as true as ever just uh, in my life this, this last year. In October or so last year, I realized in myself that I was probably my least healthy that I'd ever been. I weighed more than I'd ever did, and I was just tired all the time, and it was just I, just, I just felt sluggish, and I just, I said, Kyle, you need to do something better. You need to do something different. This is not working, and so I do like what everybody did, you know, you try the fad diets, and you don't eat, or you the carnivore diet, or just whatever, and just, you know, you see immediate, you want the immediate results, but then they'll slow down, so I'd done all that stuff, and you know, it worked for about 10 days, but then I'd give up and do it, and so I was just, I remember, I was lying in my, my bed, uh, hadn't, hadn't uh, gone to sleep yet, and I just decided in October, I said, I want to be able to run a 5K by Christmas, which I had not run a 5K since I was 18, 17 years old, okay? And it just felt, you talk about like climbing an Everest. And so I, I downloaded, it's a great app if you ever wanna try it, the Couch to 5K app. Some of you have used it, some of you have tried it. 
And I looked forward, and I did a couple days, and was just totally wiped out, totally exhausted. And I fast forward a couple days, and I thought, when is this going to get easier? And I looked, and in a, about two or three weeks from where I was at, it was going to make me run for eight minutes straight, and I almost gave up right then. I thought, running for eight minutes straight, there's no, I can't even walk for eight minutes straight. I'm not going to be able to run for eight minutes straight. That is not possible. But here's what I did. And this is not a brag thing on me. It took me 41 years to figure this out. I said, okay, I'm just going to day by day by day, I'm just going to do the best that I can. And I'm hoping by Christmas I can get to that 5K. December 23rd, 2022, I Neighborhood 5K, and I almost, let me just tell you, your boy almost resigned his pastoralship, not because I don't like you, but because I almost died. But I got, I got it, I got it done. It took me forever to do it, but I just, I just started small. And now, here's what I'm doing now. On October, I think it's the 28th, 29th, here's what I'm gonna do. Small, 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 small. On October the 29th in Ottawa, I'm gonna run an ultra marathon. 50K, so it's like 30 some odd miles. That, and I didn't wake up and do that. It's just, I, I, small, little bit, a few more miles, a lot of suffering. I do it when I don't wanna do it. I do it when everybody else is asleep. And it's again, not to brag on me, but I'm just saying, small things equal big difference if you'll just put in the time, if you'll just be faithful. Here's the second principle, trust God and take action. Now, some of us, we do one or the other. Some of us, you're the, the alpha personality, and so you're just a take action. I'm just gonna go, I'm just a bull in a china shop, I'm just gonna ram this thing through. Others of us, well, I'm just gonna trust God, I'm just gonna trust God, I'm just believing that God's gonna do it. What we see from Joshua is he did both at the same time, and that's what helped him get to where he wanted to be. This is verses number three through six. I promise you, well, I promised Moses, wherever you set your feet, so there's a job that you've got to do, take action, you will be on land that I've given you. So there's faith in God. God, you've given me this land, but I've also got to go and take possession of it. You've promised me this, but I've still got to go through some battles to get it. I'm going to have faith that this is true, that you've given it to me, but I'm also going to, I've got to put my foot on the place. Wherever you set your feet, you'll be on land that's uh, given to you from Negev, from the wilderness to the south of Lebanon mountains, in the north, from the Euphrates River, in the east to the Mediterranean Sea, in the west, including all of the land of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. That's God's promise. I'm trusting God with that. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. That's God's promise. I'm trusting in him. Then verse number six. Be strong and courageous for you the one that's going to lead these people to possess. You've got to go get it. I'm not just going to drop it in your lap. To lead these people to possess the land that I've already swore. I, it's a promise that you have to go possess it. I've given it to you. You've got to go take it. To possess the land that I swore to their ancestors that I would give them. The land was a gift. What, what God is calling you to, it's a gift. God wants you to get there. But he says... In the process, you've got to go put in some work. You've got to put your feet one foot in front of the other. Did God want me to get healthy? Yes, he did. Did I have to go buy a pair of running shoes? Yes, I did. It was God and Joshua. The same is going to be true for you. Is that does God want to get you to somewhere financially or relationally or in your career or whatever it is that you need to grow in? Absolutely. Do you have to put in some work? Yes, 
you do. St. Augustine said it this way, pray as though everything depends on God, work as though everything depends on you. God always requires our participation. The only part of uh, the Christian life that isn't a participation is the, the gospel of grace, that we receive grace as a gift. But then that faith that's in us moves us to action. James, the brother of Jesus, said this, so just as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith, believing God, I'm trusting God, I want to trust God with where I'm trying to go, apart from works, well, that's dead. God works in partnership with his people. There is for you, and there is for me. There is a promise waiting for you, but it's oftentimes on the side, on the other side of hard work. When we read Joshua, and we'll look through it, we're not going to go verse by verse by verse through this book, but you can read it for yourself. There's extraordinary stories. Here's what we see Joshua do. Hold on to the promise and go to battle. Trust in God's promise and face some challenges. That they are not mutually exclusive. Joshua trusted God and he trusted him enough to say, I'm going to follow you into some hard work. And so in your life, I don't know what that looks like for you. I mean, maybe you say, man, I want to find some freedom financially and we are just drowning up underneath debt, and so I'm just gonna be faithful with the little bit that I have, and I'm not gonna wait for the lottery to come. I'm not gonna wait for some aunt that I don't even know to give me inheritance. You know what I'm gonna do? Let's have a garage sale. It's just a little thing, but maybe from this garage sale we can make $200, and we can put an extra $200 towards our, our credit card bill this way. I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm gonna trust God. God, this is where you're leading me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna to go to work. God, I think that you've given me this idea and I've got this concept of starting a business, but I don't feel like, I just don't know how it's gonna work. I'm gonna trust you. And then, man, in the evenings or when everybody else is asleep or early in the mornings or sometimes on the weekends, I'm just gonna to start to, to work on that. I'm just gonna be faithful. I'm gonna start small. I'm gonna trust you. I'm going to put in some work. And so I'm, I'm faithful. Here's some principles. If I wanna go from where I am to where God's calling me to be, it's not steps, it's principles but I'm gonna trust God that, man, even in anonymity, I'm gonna be faithful. I'm showing up on time. And if you're calling me to do some work, I'm gonna do some work. I'm not, I'm not just expecting some miraculous thing. I'm not just expecting this miraculous, you're gonna solve all my problems. I'm gonna trust you and I'm gonna get to work. And then here's the encouragement that I can know who's with me, is that God doesn't just send me out on this mission to say, hey, good luck, I'll see you on the other side. He says, I'm going to be, we see it over and over again here, over and over. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with you. Here's verse number five, and then skip down to verse number nine in Joshua chapter one. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. Why? Well, because I'm going to be with you. Well, why, Joshua, can you be so confident in going into those battles? Because you're such a great warrior? Well, he's a great warrior, but really it's because I'm going to be with you as I was with Moses. Here's good news for us. I will not fail you. I will not abandon you. Some so of you just need to write that down on a sticky note and put it on your mirror. Get it in your car. I will not fail you. I will not abandon you. Skip down with me to verse number nine. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Why, God, can I be strong and courageous. Why don't I have to be afraid or discouraged? Well, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Victory was assured. Not because Joshua was this great leader, but because God is a really, really great God. 
not because Joshua was just this extraordinary person and he didn't need any help, but that great God had promised, I'm gonna be with you every step of the way. In fear, I'm with you. In uncertainty, I'm with you. Why did God say, Joshua, be confident, be strong, be courageous? Because, well, it was God's idea. It was God's idea for them to take the promise on. We talked about this several weeks ago, is that Christians don't come up with this harebrained idea and go off to the races and say, God, hey, catch up with me, here's what I'm doing. That's not what Joshua did. Joshua said, God, if you're calling me to go to the promised land, then that's the direction I'm gonna go, and I'm just gonna trust that you're with me. If God has given you this idea, if God has dropped something into your heart, great news. He's gonna be with you every single step of the way. If it's God's idea, God's gonna be with you. If it's God's idea, he's going to put the th right things in order, open up the right things. It doesn't mean it's not gonna be challenging. It doesn't mean there's not gonna be some hardship. It doesn't mean that there's not gonna be some setbacks. It's just that you can know that you know that you know God is with me. God is with me. I'm strong and I'm courageous. As we're working on this marriage that is just really in a tough place and we're at each other's throat and we don't even like the sight of each other, but I think God has called us to restoration. I think that God has called us to moving to a healthy place. Man, I, there's some hard days, but I'm just trusting, God, you're with me. God, you're giving me the grace for it. You're giving me the strength for it. You're giving me the patience for it. D.L. Moody, a great pastor back in the days gone now, says, man, if God is your partner, go ahead and make your plans big. If, if, if God is the one that authored it, if God is the one that said this is the direction you should go, go ahead and, and make your plans big because God is with you. God's not sending you into the unknown alone. And that's good news for me. That's good news for you. You can be strong. You can be Courageous. This is what Isaiah in chapter 41 says, don't be afraid, kind of that same echo, for I'm with you. Don't be discouraged when things aren't going as quick as you want them to go, when you're not making as much progress as you want to make, when it just feels like you're in the shadows and you're in anonymity and you're in that 40 years of just being the assistant and you're not where you want to go and you don't feel like you're reaching your potential. Don't be discouraged. Well, God's still your God. I will strengthen you and I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna hold you with my victorious right hand. God is with you. As you fight for your marriage, God's with you. As you fight an addiction, man, God is, is with you. As, as you choose to forgive instead of holding that grudge, God's with you. And so if God's called you to it, you can be strong and you can be courageous. It doesn't mean it's gonna be easy. Actually, it's probably gonna be really challenging. God always calls us to challenging things. And if it wasn't so, God would just wave his hand and make everything work. But he calls us to, to work, and he calls us to put our hands to the plow and to make some progress. And here's the fourth one. Success follows obedience. You want to be successful? You want to get where God's calling you to be? You want to make some progress? Here's how you do it. Success always follows obedience. For six uh, through eight says it this way. Be strong and courageous. We already read it. For you the one who lead these people to possess all the land that I swore to the ancestors that I would get them. Be strong and very courageous. And then he gives them the instruction. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Why, why is Joshua gonna be successful? It's because he chose obedience ahead of time. If you obey, you will be successful. Are you gonna possess the promised land? Yes, as long as you are obedient. Uh, verse number eight, study this in book of instruction. That's what you're holding in your hand or reading on the screen. Study this book of instruction continually, not just Sunday mornings, 10, 15 to 11, 15. 
It, it's just part of my life. It's continual. Meditate on it day and night. Why? So that you'll be sure to obey everything written. It. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. Listen, God wants you to get where he wants you to get more than you want to get there. But it starts with obedience. It starts with saying, God, if this is the route you have called me to take, I'm going to follow your directions. In our, in our last series, 1 John, we talked a whole series about this. It says this, loving God, being a Christian, following him means keeping his commands. I have faith in Jesus. It drives me to obey. I have faith that what was accomplished on the cross is sufficient for the forgiveness of my sin, and it drives me to say, if you want me to go this direction, that's the direction I'm going to go. It drives me to say, if you want me to stop, I'm going to stop. If you want me to start, I'm going to start. I, and his commands, here's, they're not burdensome. They're not here to, to weigh you down. On Friday, I had to go to Kansas City to pick up things, and I have a terrible sense of direction, and so I was going to a place that I'd never been before, and so I did what everybody does, and I... I put the address in my GPS, and you know what? That was so beautiful, is that I had to kind of submit myself to that GPS, and by doing that, I got exactly where I was supposed to go. It was not, not, no stress at all. But I could have said, wait a minute. I've been driving since I was 14. I've got this. I'm, and I would have arrived somewhere. I just wouldn't have gotten to the right place. I would have arrived, I needed to go to this house to pick up some stuff, and I would have arrived at a house, I just wouldn't have arrived at the right house. But I said, you know what, I, this GPS knows more than I know. This GPS knows exactly when to turn and when to get on the exit and do all the things, and so I'm gonna submit myself to it, and what do you know? I pulled up in the driveway and I was at the, the right house. And we are so smart and so capable and we're so modern and so we think to ourselves i don't really need god i've got this on my own i can do this i can figure this out i mean look at how successful i am and look how much money i've got in my bank account and look at the relationships that i have and look at all the followers i have i can i can do this and you'll you'll arrive somewhere they just won't be where god wants you to to get to because success always follows obedience you know god the best way to get me where you want me to go and here's here's the great news about god is that god can no matter how far off track we've gotten he can reroute us he could say okay no no, no. You, you you spent that season of your life and you went crazy and you went the wrong direction here's how you go and when i submit myself to god's direction i eventually even through difficulty and challenge and even uncomfortable seasons I say, I, I, I arrive somewhere. When I'm driving along in my life and God says, take a right-hand turn at forgiveness. I don't really want to take a right-hand turn at forgiveness. I'd like to keep going straight into bitterness and, and strife. Yeah, but I want you to take a right-hand at forgiveness because that's how you're going to get to where you're supposed to go. Wow, that's, that's hard. And so we kind of loop around the block for a little while and we, we hesitate, but I'm just telling you, you know it when you're driving, but... It's also true in life, is that obedience is what causes God's success. And our success is different than what the world might look at success with. You know, the world's idea of success is making all sorts of money and, you know, being at the highlight and being at the top and getting the promotion. That's not the kind of success that God's talking about. The success that God's talking about is you're going to arrive where you're supposed to be. 
You're going to get where you're supposed to go, but it requires, I'm going to submit myself to somebody, to a heavenly father who has given me some commands. How do I do my money? Well, God has some commands about that. How should I behave as a husband? God has some commands about that. How should I parent my children? God has some commands about that. What about my sexuality? God has some commands about that. And so I, I'm just going on your route. I'm going your direction. And here's the, here's the last one. That success in God's kingdom always impacts other people. Every single time. Is that in our, in our life, success is not just about me and how far did I get and did I build a name for myself? No, success means is that God's plan is for me to make a difference in the people around me. Man, if, if God gives me success financially, it's not so that I can just buy a bigger house and a bigger boat. I want to be a blessing to other people. I want to be generous. If God has given me this career that I've got all these businesses and I'm doing all these things, it's not just for my name and for my glory. It's so that I can shine God's light. If, if my, my success looks like a family, it's not that we go on the best vacations and we have the Pinterest home. It's that, man, we honor each other and we love each other and we serve each other. That's what success looks like. Success always, always, always in God's kingdom is way more than just about you. Here's what it says, verses number 10 and 11, and then we'll be done for the day. Joshua then commanded the officers of Israel, it's not just me that's going to the promised land. It's not just me that's going to follow God. Let's all go all through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. In three days, you're coming with me. In three days, you're going to cross the Jordan River, and you're going to take possession of the land the Lord is giving you. Listen, God's plan for your life is to always make a difference. Who are you taking with you? On your path to success, who's, who's going with you? Who is benefiting from your life? Who is being impacted from your skill? You've got some extraordinary, extraordinary abilities, and you've got some things at your disposal that I don't have. Is it benefiting more than you? Is your money just about you? Is your family more than just about you? Is your house more than just about you? Is your career more than just about you? God's kingdom always impacts the other people. And so who, who are you taking with you? Who are you impacting? Is your life more than just about your life? Do you want to get from somewhere to where God wants you to go? Are you at a place, and maybe even this morning, you're, you're, you've been feeling that nine. I think God's calling me to make a change. I think that God is leading me and directing me, and I've been kind of scared about it. I've been kind of uncertain. Here's, here's some principles for you. Starting today, you just be faithful. I know that you don't like the job, but just, just show up on time. Come on, somebody. Get, get a hard day's work in and be the type of employee that you would like to have someday. Be faithful in that. Let your character be built. You got $100 and you wish that you had $100,000? Well, use your $100 wisely. Don't be crazy. Don't go do something foolish. Don't, don't kid yourself and think, I'm not generous now, but once I get to there, then I will be generous. No, you won't. No, you won't. No, you won't. Because character is built in the shadows. And then take that step. What, what's your step that you need to be taking? What's that one little step that you say, okay, for mine, it was to, I needed to get healthy. And so I hopped out on the road. I downloaded a free app, and, and that was the direction that I, that I took. I don't know what it's like for you, but you've got a step that you can take. You can't get all the way, but you can get somewhere. You can know God is with me every single step of the way. Are you obeying God? Or are you following his commands? Is there something in your heart that knows God's calling me to turn right? 
God's calling me to move in this direction, and I'm resisting, I'm pushing back on it. That is the area that God is pointing to and saying, if you don't go this direction, you will not get where I want you to go. You just can't. It's, you're going down the wrong road, and God doesn't love you any less, and God's not mad at you. He's just saying, I've got a destination for you, but that road doesn't go there. So you got to do it. And then just, how's your impact on other people? How, how, how's the difference that your life is making on the lives around you? That's how we go from here to where God wants us to go. Let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that we can learn and we can grow. Lord, I'm praying for all of us that your spirit would drop in areas of my li our life that you want us to grow. We're so grateful that you love us exactly as we are, but you love us way too much for us to stay that way. And so, Lord, I'm praying that everybody would just have that little drop in their heart. Here's the direction I want you to go. And, Lord, we would have the faith to trust you, but we'd also have the faith to get to work. And, Lord, as we are growing, would you help us to be faithful? Would you give us that confidence when the days are so long and we feel so anonymous and we feel so undervalued that we can know you are with us every step of the way? Lord, I'm praying for your conviction in all of our hearts that we would hear and not just hear, but obey your word. We don't wanna be people that just heads in a direction and plugs our ears to where you're calling us. We want to obey you. Lord, help us to understand your, your commandments are not burdensome. They're for our good. They're for us to get where you're calling us to go. And so Lord, I'm praying that we would make the hard choices in obedience that we would do what we know we're called to do. Lord, I'm praying for the people that, that came in here this morning. They knew what they were supposed to do. They've just been resisting. They've been pushing. Lord, I am praying that they would have the faith to follow you into obedience. And then, Lord, would you help us to be a light in the world, that we wouldn't just move in our own selfishness and our own pride, but that our life, the things that you've put in our hand, would impact the people around us, that we would let our light so shine before men that they would see our good works and glorify the Father in heaven. It's in your name that we pray, amen.